The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. How are you there, Michael? Good and you. Oh, not so bad. <laughs> How you been, Mike? Well, preparing as usual for another Murder Amongst Friends episode. Mm, so good. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. <laughs> Doing my research. <laughs> Looking around. <laughs> Seeing what I can see. Spying what I can spy. Finding clues. We had a pretty good uh, pretty good weekend, I'd say. Yeah, I would I would strongly agree. We're we taking one to, of those surveys. Uh, yeah, we went to see Jason Banks at the Rhode Island Comedy Connection. Anybody who doesn't know who Jason Banks is, um, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, he's a comedian. He's so funny. I mean, he is on TikTok doing a skit where he plays himself and his son and his son's friends and his wife also. Um, and anyone else who should And anyone his else fancy. who pops in. And that's all fine and good, but his regular stand-up is also just hilarious. And he is legit the nicest dude. He was so super nice to us. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> we follow each other on the socials, as the kids say, Michael. <laughs> I've heard it said. And uh, we were in the meet and greet line. And as we walked up. This is about to be a humble brag, everybody. I guess this is a humble brag because I'm still, I just thought this was the greatest thing. He pointed to me, me, little me, <laughs> and said, Lola Rock and Rolla, I'm a big, big fan. fan. And I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. So. That just made my entire week. Was I was there also. Pretty dope. And Michael was also there. <laughs> not as... Uh, Michael's not... You're not as active on socials, That though. is very true. Yeah. You're like kind of behind the scenes kind of... Ooh, kind of guy. <laughs> oh, if you heard that, there's a little ghosty in my house knocking things over. Well, we know how that goes, Mike. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. Spirits. The witching hour. <laughs> Specters and goblins. Listen, my family has a little bit of a history with the paranormal. It's fine. As long as you're not afraid, it's fine. I mean, why should you be afraid? <laughs> why would you be afraid? Why would you be afraid? <laughs> we have a story this week that isn't going to require a two-parter, but is a bit on the uh, longer side mm -hmm. uh, for normal. So I think we should just jump right into it if you are ready to go. I'm born ready michael this is the story of the death of devin dunover have no heard of young devin or is he young i don't know well i don't well, know because i have not heard the story you are about to find out at around 1 30 p.m on june 27th 1998 okay in new philadelphia ohio five-year-old devin dunover went oh, out no. to play no. Yeah. Devin's mother, Lori, was in her room getting ready to go to the grocery store. Devin's older brother, Dylan, was also in the house and saw oh, Devin go outside. Devin and Dylan. At around 1.50 p.m., so just 20 minutes later, yeah. Lori came out of her room and asked Dylan where Devin had gone. He told his mom that she'd gone outside to play, but Devin hadn't come home or wouldn't even yell back when her mother and brother began calling out her name. After only a short time, Devin's mother grew concerned that she had not yet returned home. She began searching, even no. enlisted. 
All right. First of all, stop. First of all, Devin's a girl. Yes. I assumed it was a boy because the only person I know named Devin is my pseudo-adopted stepson, Devin. So I immediately, in my head, went to a little tiny, my Devin, in my head, and I just got really sad. Um, But you said she's five. She's five. Why is she outside by herself? Yeah. Why is she out of the house? This was 1998. This wasn't the 80s. What's the excuse? (laughs) Right, right. Well, yeah. But, yeah, but no. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I don't I'm not happy. They explain that it is kind of a, a smallish, little close knit neighborhood with kind of adjoining apartment complexes and stuff, so it wouldn't be out of character um, for her to do this. I don't. Should it have been shit. done? Who knows? She began searching, even enlisting a boy from the same apartment complex, paying him five dollars to help her look. Laurie assumed she knew where Devin went. She had a friend who lived a few blocks away. Again, a few blocks. Few a few blocks? Yeah, it's a far distance to cover for a five-year-old. We're in Ohio? Yes. Th- these are probably like New York-sized friggin' blocks. Yeah, it wasn't close. It was out saw... in like the rural Ohio. Yeah. I saw a kind of a time-lapse video of a car driving yeah. the route, and it's not close. What the f- Like, it's, it's... A teenager and above could walk there no problem. Okay, fine, but you're five. Right. Or she's five. She's like from a five. from a distance standpoint, it's not all that far for like a person with grown legs or like to make. you know an adult with the yeah. wherewithal to like keep their wits about. Laurie went to that house, but there was no answer when she knocked. She drove around in her car, often stopping back at that house, hoping someone would have returned in the meantime. Call the fucking cops, lady! Like the first. Well, a five-year-old, I think, will be dead in the first three hours, I think, according to statistics. Pretty sure. Well, that's interesting statistics because... Oh, no. Oh, God. Well, several hours later, the neighbors informed Laurie that the family she kept trying to get into, they were on vacation. So no one was ever home that day, and they hadn't seen Devin anywhere. Yeah. Laurie finally called police at 8.11 p.m. Come the fuck on though michael last time if we just want to do the math real quick last time she was seen was 1 30 p.m when they noticed she was missing was 1 50 p.m this is six hours later hello they could be literally in another state by now oh my god dude she recalled to report her daughter missing just as a major thunderstorm was about to roll into the area oh fucking of course the police put out a call for help searching over the local radio stations, and over 400 people turned up to look for Devin. Okay. Right behind Devin's home was a patch of woods that was thoroughly searched. An open field was searched, houses, garages, ponds, everywhere that Devin might be was looked over meticulously. They don't have dogs out there? Devin was nowhere to be found. Get some dogs on our trail. What, what are we doing here? The next morning, after the storm blew through, the search resumed. Even though it had been searched. How about this? How about, let's not wait. I know I'm jumping in a lot because I'm really fucking mad. How about not wait six hours? Oh, now there's a storm, right? That's going to wash away. I'm moving back away from the mic (laughs) because I already know this is going to be. Joan, turn it down, Joni, because the evidence is going to get fucked with because of this goddamn storm because you wanted to wait six hours? Driving around in, in your Pontiac Le Mans. I don't know what she's driving, but like, what are you doing? Get the dogs out. Ugh. 
sitting back. I'm just going to sit back. Yeah, this isn't. I'm going to stop because. This isn't the last time you're going to be mad. Perfect. Perfect. Even though it had been searched the night before, the wooded area was again focused on. It was only about 50 yards of trees and shrubs, and by most accounts, the area wasn't all that overgrown or dense. Tell me if you find something now today after this fucking storm when they already searched this field because now the okay go ahead well a majority of the people searching just the group of people at one time or another passed through that area um how about let's contaminate every fucking crime scene area too while we're at it with 400 people's dna (laughs) okay that sounds like a great plan mike at around 8 a.m a group of searchers were looking in pairs to ensure they wouldn't miss anything. You know, passing sticks underneath right. shrubs and looking through to see the other person to make sure that, you know, yeah. you're not, there's nothing in between yeah. Why you. didn't they make a grid the first time? They still came up with nothing. Slightly after noon, so four more hours of searching, a woman who worked locally as an EMT joined in the search. She also looked over the same wooded area behind Devin's house. A fallen tree caught her eye, and as she walked up to it, she wondered if maybe a tree had fallen on Devin, and she got stuck underneath. No, that, no. Devin... That did not happen. Devin was not under the tree, but right next to it was a patch of briar bushes. The EMT pulled aside branches, just as many other searchers had done before over the last 12, 14, 16 hours, but this time she spotted something red. Devin was last seen wearing red shorts. No. Devin's body had been found. No, baby. With so many people searching the exact area previously, is it possible that they all missed her body? No, it's not possible. No, it's not possible. You know what's possible? The killer watched everyone leave the goddamn field because a storm rolled in. I'm going to back up even more. And now, once everybody left, they brought this poor baby body and put it under a fucking bramble bush. All right? Yep. Jesus goddamned jumped up Christ on the cross. Yeah, it's going to get a lot worse at Come the end of this. on! Worse? Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose it. Interesting questions that we are considering here. Uh. <laughs> the chief of New Philadelphia Police, a guy named Jeff Urban, was assigned to lead the investigation and initially suggested to Laurie that Devin had either fallen out of a tree or maybe a tree did fall at her and she broke her neck. fucking jump in the lake, sir. Now, the problem with that theory is that it turns out Devin had been stabbed seven times oh, in the neck. Oh, oh, did you look at the body before you made an assumption? Yeah. Captain fucking Jackalope? Yeah, chief of police. Oh my God. This is <laughs> that tracks though. Yeah, yeah. Come on. This was obviously murder. The coroner Oh, you posited, don't think it was a suicide like that other chick who stabbed yeah. her, her, severed her fucking spinal yeah. cord and stabbed herself like 44 times yeah. after that? After that, right. You don't think maybe it was like something like that? Maybe she was trampled by an errant moose. Like, <laughs> you don't know. Like it's West not like it's never, never happened, happened before. <laughs> the coroner posited that Devin was chased through the woods, knocked down, and killed where she was found. But the now, where's all the blood? Lack of physical evidence at the oh, wait, scene. Oh wait, did would it wash away in the goddamn storm? Easily discount this theory. New Philadelphia was not a town that investigated many murders. No, you don't say. So they've got Barney Fife, yeah. and like one sheriff. This was a murder in a small town, and even worse, murder of a child. Police were under pressure to solve this and solve it fast. 
there certainly wasn't a lack of potential suspects. I was, if it's a small town, it's not going to be, generally speaking, someone passing through. Yeah. Okay? Not that that's never happened. Like those two poor kids, the guy was on the highway, spotted them playing in the pool, pulls off the highway, snatches the fucking kids, yeah. and jumps back on the highway. Okay, but that's rare. Yeah. So it's got to be someone in the town, Mike. Yeah. That abundance of potential suspects included both of Devin's parents, and we'll get to that. But police pretty... Both of the parents? I thought the mother... How old's the older brother? Eight. Hmm... I mean, but eight-year-olds can definitely be a reliable witness to say if your mom was in there all the whole entire time, right? Or... We have some information about Dylan that we'll have to talk about. Oh, God. All right. So we'll get to those other potential suspects, but police pretty quickly home in on Anthony Harris. Anthony was a 12-year-old African-American boy who lived across the street. No. In fact... I already am going to say no, and they're going to try to pin it on this poor little black boy and get out of my face... With this racist ass shit. In fact, he was the boy that Laurie paid the $5 to help search when Devin first went missing. Uh, Laurie recalls Anthony walking out of the woods, the woods where Devin would later be found, right around the time she first noticed Devin missing. She better not even this fucking Bhutan. <laughs> All right? Now, I, now I've had it. Now I've had it. <laughs> I broke out. You know how long it's been since I said Bhutan? Big time. Uh, like long 20 time. years probably. And you just yanked it out <laughs> of my soul. This lady who lets her, her five-year-old wander the fucking blocks and blocks to go to their friend's house. Yep. So whatever, whatever bullshit. Yep. And she's going to try to frame this child. Let me, let, me, let me add him, Mike. Let me add her. Anthony was one of those helpful kids in the neighborhood taking out neighbor's trash shoveling snow a real people pleaser yeah, kind of kid probably the best kid in the neighborhood and despite the age difference anthony and devin would play together and developed kind of a brother sister relationship kind of friendship because she was only five but mm-hmm. he would kind of take care take her under his wing kind of thing even at only 12 years old anthony was already nearly six feet tall and looked older Two weeks after the murder, when police first questioned him, they noticed that he was inconsistent with the time he got home that afternoon and exactly exactly the path he took through the woods. He's also 12. Yes, and that is a very important thing to remember. He's 12. And where are his parents when they're questioned? They better be in the room with that kid. Well. Don't well me. we'll We'll get there. He wasn't sure if a friend dropped him off at around 2 p.m. or if he had walked himself all the way back. But this was two weeks ago. Again, and he's, he's 12. 12. So you can't really. And he. You don't remember every detail of your day because you don't know how important that day is going Ask to be. Ask me what I did two hours ago. Yeah. Couldn't I tell yeah. you. So they kind of lock in on these inconsistencies. Mm. He also made a comment to police that Devin was, quote, a rude and nasty little girl who would eat in front of him. I don't know what that means. Did he say that, or did they take something that he said and turn it into something ridiculous? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. They released the entirety of this interview, which we'll have to change the classification of that oh, as great. we continue this story. Great. But um, they released the transcript, and I just I don't know what. Is there a video of this somewhere? Um, yes, audio. So I keep going back on back and forth on what that actually means but 
it's not important in the grand scheme of things. Really not. I mean, maybe he was just saying like she doesn't share yeah her food right or maybe he was brought up that it's rude to eat in front of someone if you don't have enough for both people yeah you know manners right and he certainly certainly was raised that way once they got tunnel vision on anthony the police brought him to the station and put him in an interrogation room without his mother no he's a baby also he's only 12 she was able to watch from behind a two-way mirror bull Shit. But she couldn't hear any of what was no, being said. No, get out of here. How did she allow that? I would have... Well... <laughs> not a fucking chance, kid. As it turns out... I'll, I'll just read the rest of this. Since the new Philadelphia police chief was leading only his second murder investigation ever, even after an 18-year career at that point, the police chief from a neighboring town, a guy named Thomas Vaughn, was brought in to question Anthony. Urban stayed in the observation room with Anthony's mother. They were actually acquaintances since their kids went to school together. So they kind of were friends with each other. I don't care if my mom is the cop that's there. You're not questioning my minor child without me there and our lawyer. So unfortunately, Cindy had kind of this false sense of security because she knew the police chief. She was in the room with him, just not in the same room with no. her child, which is where she should have been. Okay, but she can't even hear what the hell he's saying. Right. She was told this was going to be a voice stress test. Basically a lie detector. <laughs> okay, the kid is, once again, 12 years yeah. old. That's like sixth grade. Yeah. Picture yourself, listeners, in the <laughs> sixth grade. Now imagine you get your little sixth grade ass Hauled to the police station without your parents with you. You're locked in a tiny, you're locked in a room. You're basically being kidnapped by the cops. You're locked in a room. Your parents can't hear you. And this guy can say and do whatever the hell he wants to do. You're not going to be nervous. You are so far ahead of me on this story. How are you not (laughs) nervous? You're going to give this kid a stress test? Yeah. Because it's what the only a friggin' joke. It's the you only you are joking my asshole right now. <laughs> Forget it. Because they can't do the regular lie detector test by putting the, the why because he's a child, stuff. Mike. Right. So the voice oh, stress, okay. The voice stress test is the lie detector version for minors. First of all, if I had to fart really bad, yeah. and you put me on a voice stress test, yeah. and I was trying to hold it in, yeah. I would probably fail. Yeah. So. I don't buy it. Yeah, never take a lie detector. They are they're not good for you. They're not admissible in court. They're not anyway. admissible in court, so they can't threaten you with it. If they say you lied on here, what does that prove? Good for you. Yeah. You it can't say it in court, so right. suck it. Right. So suck you, d- on you don't have anything. So they use it to pressure you. Well, get out of here. I'm now I'm now ahead of myself. Um they were going to ask Cindy's son, so they were going to ask Anthony, a few basic questions to establish a baseline and then ask him specifically about what he knew. She was confident that they had nothing to hide. Besides, she was going to be right there watching what could go wrong. Famous last words. Turns out a, a lot. lot could go yeah, wrong. Yeah, okay, okay. And over the next 80 minutes, Anthony would be grilled using techniques designed specifically to elicit confessions from adults. This whole scenario is making me want to spit. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 
just in case you weren't aware by the strained look on my face. <laughs> yep. I just want to I see it. I just want to vocalize. Yep. <laughs> that I just want to crack someone's back in half. Yep. This is making me so angry. And unfortunately, I'm going to be the only one here once we stop recording. Hey, so. Good to be, Michael. <laughs> oh, uh, what time are you leaving? Oh, never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> can check out anytime you like, but you, you can, can never, never leave. leave, baby. At first, Anthony is adamant he had nothing to do with the crime. But Vaughn chipped away and chipped away until Anthony started to question himself. He suggested, okay, he suggested that maybe Devin called him the N-word or some other slur. Who suggested? The cops suggested suggested. to this poor kid, hey, maybe did she call you the N-word and you lost your temper? And I don't know, stabbed her like 47 times and then what, hid her body somewhere? Yep. Cleaned up all the blood, yep. waited for the searchers to leave. Yep. Then somehow, overnight, this 12-year-old brought her lifeless body back into the woods yep. and stuck her under a bramble bush. Also, don't forget, by the mother's own eyewitness account, he helped her search. So, Like right when, after. So right, when did, when he, did have he have time, time? <laughs> to clean up? Right. Exactly. So positing the potential usage of the N-word by a 5-year-old girl... To somebody she was friends with. And uh, close with, yeah. Yeah, or maybe some other slur. Anthony had too much pent-up, quote, African-American resentment. Oh, That he lashed out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Though. Yeah. <laughs> my eye is twitching. Yeah. It is worth noting that as this interrogation was happening, Anthony's clothes were being sent out to be tested for Devin's blood. Cool. Great. The police obviously didn't have the results, or any physical evidence for that matter, even as they so aggressively questioned a child. Yeah, there's no evidence, and they're not going to have evidence for some time. Yeah. It's not like they send it to the next room and they go, oh, you know what? It, it is, is her yeah. blood. Yeah, these things take time. Vaughn fed Anthony details of the crime, asking things like, quote, how many times did you stab her? Well, you're not supposed to tell him the manner mm. of death. Mm-hmm. He asked Anthony if he stabbed Devin, quote, once or twice. To which Anthony, after repeated d- Let me denials, guess, he said, I didn't stab her like a hundred times. A hundred times. And then finally he says that he stabbed her, quote, just once. We know this contradicts the injuries Devin sustained. incorrect because she was stabbed more than once. Right. So we know it's a direct contradiction of that. And there was no DNA on Anthony's, on Anthony himself, his clothes, nowhere. No shit. But they took this just once as his confession, and that is all the police were looking for. No, they. Are you gonna? Are you gonna fucking tell me that they just stopped looking and tried to pin it on this child? Yep. So once they had the confession, Vaughn asked Anthony to write down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, just say, yup, and move on. I was channeling Alex Horn there. I'm sorry about oh, that. I love you, Alex Horn. If you ever listen, oh, God, he's never going to listen. No. He'll never listen, but he can, he can give me a couple of tasks if I catch my drift. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Ant- Vaughn asked Anthony to write down his confession, and this is the first time in 80 minutes that Anthony finally asked to talk to his mom. For a minor, this is obviously the same thing as asking, asking for a lawyer. Asking for a lawyer, yeah. 
So Cindy was finally allowed in the room where she was told that her son admitted to the murder. I, I would have said, no, you know she, what? No, because she, he's a child and you can't be with him by himself. And I object to this entire fucking thing. And so now get a lawyer and you can throw out this confession and we're going to start fresh with a very hearty no comment. She didn't understand how it could be that her son could do such a thing. Right, because he didn't. He insisted to his mom that he didn't do it, but the cop was saying that he did. Right. He was confused. Right. He was scared. Good, yes. Multiple people in his life would comment on how respectful of authority Anthony was. He was also a people pleaser, you remember? And the questions being asked were designed to trip up even a fully developed mind. Right, and he's a child. He's 12, so we already know his little brain... And he's in a very stressful, very scary, horrific, because also his little friend is dead. So he's dealing with grief on top of fear, because who the hell did it? Maybe they're all killing kids, for all he knows. Right? Right? Yep. So he's got all this going on, and these MFers, Mm -hmm. SOBing, CSing. Yep. F in all, all the letters. B's, all the letters, Mike. <laughs> the entire alphabet of letters. Yeah. These giant C's are going to try to pin it on this child. Yes. Cool. With the confession in hand and literally nothing else, right. the DA's office told police to arrest Anthony. Now, Vaughn, the police chief from a neighboring town who did the questioning, was all on board. Urban, the police chief of that town, who, who knew, was friends who knew with, the family, he was a little more hesitant, but he let it go ahead. Why would you let it? <laughs> okay, sack up, you piece of shit. Yeah, you're the chief, also. Sack up. You've been on the job for eighteen years. You know what you're doing, you or tool, you should. You tool shed. In a statement right after the arrest, Laurie, Devin's mom expressed surprise that Anthony could be the one saying, "quote He was a good kid. I liked him. I really did." About a year later, being interviewed by the National News, Laurie changed her tune, saying, quote, without a doubt, without a reasonable doubt, any doubt, he definitely killed her. With what evidence, ma'am? His confession. Ma'am? His confession. Let's talk about your parenting, miss. We'll get there. We'll get there. Next step, trial. And this would not be an ordinary trial. The first several, re- several weeks were focused on suppression hearings. The defense, led by public defender Taryn Hale was desperately trying to disallow the tape of the confession to be used as evidence, claiming Miranda violations. The prosecution saw no issues with how the confession was extracted, and it was, in <laughs> fact, their only piece of evidence. Okay, and cool. And if you show that to a jury, if even one person on that jury has a semblance of sanity about them, they're going to realize that this is a planted, coerced, illegal confession of a mine a minor you're basically abusing this kid into a confession well we have a bit of a problem no, with that scenario no my goal the judge denied the defense's motion and the confession was allowed in in ohio juveniles do not get jury trials a it's judge, a bench trial a judge presides and rules single-handedly so this dickhead who allowed it to even be in yep. Is uh, oh you're oh, gonna this hate. racist ass judge? Oh, let me let her. me guess. What what's the judge's name? Do you happen to is it like Orenthal fucking white man the fourth or some bullshit? It was Anthony's bad luck to draw Judge Linda Kate. 
this bitch. Yeah. From what I can tell, saying she acted She's impartially. She's a Karen ass bitch. Oh, big time. Saying she acted impartially during the proceedings might be a bit of a stretch. Every motion or objection that Taryn Hale made was denied. Every single one? Every that's single one. That's improbable. That's absolutely improbable that every single thing that he raised he he knew where this trial was headed even without a murder weapon dna evidence or witnesses next you're gonna tell me that they're gonna try and get the death penalty for this kid no i don't know what the law at the time would have been in ohio anyway thank god because i was ready to just like quit this show forever even without all of that murder weapon dna evidence witnesses the defense seemed doomed anthony gets a glimmer of hope when the local chapter of the NAACP contacts Taryn Hale and says they are reviewing the case to see if they can assist. Thank you. They also, do. Also, hold on. Did they not test her body for anybody's DNA? Anybody's DNA? Hello? Hello? Knock, 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 knock. Anyone's DNA on this kid's body? No. Did they test it at all? No. The NAACP does think they can help and the chapter president steps in as co-counsel as the trial is winding down after the NAACP gets behind the case Judge Kate walks into the courtroom and starts to pontificate no 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 this is not this is not your opinions the, the people's opinions court you don't come in and pontificate about fucking anything your job is to hear the facts now and be impartial yeah. You don't walk in and start spewing musings. What I'm about to relate to you, I have described as out fucking rage. If you tell me she says the N-word out loud in court, I'm going to fucking, I'm absolutely going to shit my pants. So please don't, please don't, you she dare. She does not. Okay, because this was going to turn into a very <laughs> weird episode. <laughs> Judge Kate is sure that Anthony would like the case resolved quickly. And of course, there's only one way to resolve it without having to finish up the trial. She was basically saying, in open court, that Anthony should change his plea to guilty. How is she not thrown off the bench? Out fucking derobed. Yeah. Disbarred. Well, any all of it, accolades all the way down. that she's yeah. had need to be stripped away. Taryn Hale immediately. And put her in jail. Taryn Hale immediately filed a motion to get her removed from the case. Thank you. The Ohio Supreme Court dismissed the motion. What? Judge Kate stayed on. Yeah. Judge Hate is more like yes. it, this fucking bitch. When this happened, all Hale cared about was making sure Anthony would be able to appeal later. He knew that the Court of Appeals looks back at effectiveness of counsel from the first trial. Things like, yeah, maybe it wasn't right of the police to do that, but your lawyer at the time didn't object or raise concerns at the trial. Excuse me, uh, every single thing I tried to raise got batted down by Queen Dipshit over here. So Hale started objecting to literally everything. He was determined not to fail his client, even if he had already failed. He brought up the idea that the body must have been moved. How could a how could a kid leave such a clean crime scene? Yeah. He Hello? said a 12-year-old can't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without making a mess. Thank how did you. he do this? Thank you. There's crumbs for 3 days after yeah. that. By the end, the prosecution acquiesced about the body being moved. They just insisted that it was Anthony who did the moving. How, <laughs> you how can you have one? How can you have one without the other? Mike it strains credulity. I would uh, I would agree with you. You you you. Yep. You can't. 
you can't make purple by just using blue. <laughs> That's that is true. Okay, so you cannot say A, A, A is positive. Yeah. B A plus B. You, you yeah. can't do that. No. This lady's fr- f- yeah frying my brain right now. My Judge, brain is sizzling. <laughs> Judge Kate handed down her verdict. Unsurprisingly guilty. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Now, this next part is petty as fuck, but indulge me. <laughs> because I hate this judge so much. Uh, you and me both, kid. <laughs> While reading her verdict, she was trying to get all high and mighty over Anthony and questioned, quote, I don't know what kind of, very long pause, malevolence filled you to do this. Like, if you're going to be an asshole, at least pronounce the words correctly. She said malevolence, malevolence. instead of male- malevolence. malevolence. Yeah. What a fucking dummy. Yeah. Like it's so unimportant to include in this. First of all, you don't I need hate you don't <laughs> why are you trying to she's up there a like grandstand over a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old? Yeah. Well, he's 13 at oh, the time. Oh, well, I mean, well then in that case, I yeah. guess it's fine. Yeah. Mm. Especially a 13-year-old who spent the last few months in detention and, and with this cops and all of that. Lady real is good a for development. What? Yeah. Waffle. A week later, she sentenced Anthony to the maximum allowable punishment, which was detention until he turned 21. She asked Anthony if he had any That's comment. Seven years of his life. Yeah, pretty important years. Yeah, very formative years. You're, you're, you know, what you're doing, you madam. Become a person. You're creating yeah. a criminal, madam, right. out of this. Very lovely young yep. man. Now you're going to put him in the system yep. where he's going to get fucked with yep. and beat up and probably sexually assaulted and God knows what else, right? Yep. And when you let him out on the street, he's going to have so much rage, yep. he's not going to know what to do with it. Yep. Very justifiable. So you, you literally just created a criminal, ma'am. She asked Anthony if he had any comment before being taken away. Taryn Hale didn't prepare him for this possibility. Yeah, yeah. Not guilty, bitch. But staying totally calm, Anthony replied, quote, Your Honor, I did not do it. The judge wouldn't let up. Adding insult to injury, she offered her unsolicited opinion that Cindy was a bad mom. (laughs) Oh my God. How is that allowable? Can you do that? She's got some real malevolence growing around inside her. She's just. Can you do that? In Ohio, like apparently legally, you can. can you just sit there and go, "Well, your mom's probably a piece of shit." So evidently, Taryn Hale immediately started the appeal and put together a team of lawyers from Cleveland to help get Anthony out <laughs> from the big city. Yes, get that get that city mouse over here. <laughs> when Taryn, what Taryn did during trial, objecting and raising issues, served this new high-powered team well. He laid the groundwork. Now this team had to build their case. Okay. They directly went after Judge Kate and especially her decision to allow the confession, again citing Miranda violations, going so far as to call it coercion, which is what it was. It's 100% what it was. They also attacked the prosecution's assertion that Anthony knew things only the killer would know. It was right in the transcript that that wasn't true. Right. Anthony only parroted back what he was told or was completely wrong about details. Thank you. The read technique was used on Anthony, and I highly suggest that you look into this nine-step process that it teaches. This is what all interrogation officers go through. The most relevant thing about this technique is that the people who developed it warn very explicitly at the beginning of all of their instruction that the method should not be used on children 
and it shouldn't even be used on adults unless the investigator has additional corroborating evidence. Right. So you have to have, like, this guy's bloody fingerprint at the scene. Maybe he doesn't know you have it. Right. And you can keep pushing towards that confession because you know for a fact this guy was there. At the very least, was there. Right. So, but not... Not if you have literally nothing. Yeah. And you're like, so Mike. Yeah. I know you were there. You know, why? how many times did you stab her? I, well, I didn't. Well, we know you did. So might as well just tell us if it was one or two. Because we already know the answer. Right. It's like, no, you don't. Because there is no answer. The technique is so psychologically manipulative that it can sometimes pull out a false confession even easier than a true one. Now... I don't understand people that. First of all, I'm never confessing to anything that I actually even do. I'm definitely never going to confess to something that I did not do. These people that give these false confessions. My comment is no comment. 100% of the time. Yeah. That's it. Which is what it should be for everybody. Please practice (laughs) that. But what they do. Keep your traps shut. They use societal pressure and social awkwardness to their advantage there was an uh, there was a study done kind of an experiment done at a college where they set up this kind of little 10 by 10 room just like a a interrogation room would be like a study room but they turned it into yeah this interrogation style room but they got people there under the auspices of doing a typing test So they were going to go and type out these things and they were given very specific instructions by a instructor who was sitting very close to them in the same kind of position, angle, tone of voice that an interrogator would use. Gave them very explicit instructions. Do not press the alt key on the keyboard. You can press any other key. We're going to prompt you when you type it. We're measuring how fast you do it. Do not press the alt key. They start the test. They're going along pressing buttons as they're being prompted. And at some point randomly, the instructor starts berating them, saying they pressed the alt key, they've ruined the experiment. Not only did you lose your your data here, everybody else that we've tested so far is now gone because you pressed that. Right. And they badger them and badger them. And the person there feeding them the letters for the typing test gives a lie, a false witness, and says, yeah, I saw kind of your finger brushed it. I didn't want to like say anything, but he's asking me. I have to tell the truth. They then present them with a, a piece of paper and say, write out an apology and sign it. You, and you, everybody... Not a so, fucking chance. So, I'm not signing a goddamn thing. So many people no. just wanted to get out of that room, which has no stakes. Right. They wrote it down like, I'm sorry I fucked up the experiment and pressed the alt key, signed me. No. And just to get out of the room. No. To a T, they all were like, I just had to get out of there. No, because in my mind, I'd be thinking, there's no fucking way that they're going to go this crazy yeah. over this little experiment. And yeah. they're probably going to clone, like in my head, I'd be yeah. like, they're probably going to clone my signature and try to like steal my identity. Yeah. Please do. I have nothing. Yeah. But like, that's what I would think. I would think something crazy like, no, they want my writing because they're going to put it right. somewhere at a crime scene or it's like that. No, right. not a chance. So no. if you are as I'd crazy. I'd be like, too bad. So sad. Yeah. Tough titty, said so, the kitty. <laughs> and then I just saunter my little ass out yeah. of there. So if you are crazy like us and as into true crime as we are, <laughs> you know that this is real. Right. So please practice. No comment. No comment. No comment. That's all it is because... It's from the Making a Murderer season one, uh, but 
we can all promise we will never commit a crime. Nobody can promise they'll never be accused of a crime. Right. So, no comment. No comment. <laughs> At the first appeal hearing in 2000, the panel of judges were much more involved than they normally would have been. So an appeal is done by kind of more of a tribunal right. setup. They peppered both sides with questions for clarification, digging into the heart of the issues around the confession. One of the three judges even openly questioned the appropriateness of the manner in which the interrogation was done. His Whoa. mom's not in the room, <laughs> feeding him things, you know, all that no kind of stuff. No kidding. It took nearly a year for the appeal process to fully unfold, but at the end of it, the court agreed with the defense that even though Anthony was read his Miranda rights, they were not presented in a manner that a 12-year-old, acting on his own, right. could understand right. and waive for the sake of the interrogation. Thank goodness. Okay. Okay. It coming was, back around. I'm coming back around. It was therefore deemed unlawfully obtained and could not be used as evidence in any retrial. That means they have 0.0% evidence. They also vacated his first conviction and Anthony was able to go free after almost two years in detention. Okay, good. I hope this kid... I hope they leave him alone after this, and I hope he lived a very healthy, prosperous life. The prosecutor, Amanda Spees, was adamant about Anthony's guilt despite the court's ruling. Don't give a crap what she thinks. Making public statements even after the appeal was concluded. In 2003... Ah, another racist, Karen. Here we go. Yeah, wait till you see her. In 2003, Spees and the cops, including Vaughn, were sued by Anthony's family for wrongful prosecution. Yes. Normally prosecutors have absolute immunity from being sued but the court ruled that someone acting quote reasonably in her position would not have concluded there was probable cause to arrest anthony let alone proceed with prosecution (laughs) yes (laughs) yes so she was uh did they win how much did they win we'll get there oh i'm so excited i'm so happy for anthony Everyone involved was taken to task for getting tunnel vision on Anthony instead of going after. Let's go through a list of suspects, shall we? How about, let's just test the poor child's body for some DNA, Michael. Could it be her mom, Laurie, waiting six hours before calling the police? Mm. She had previously called a suicide hotline not long before the murder and said she was considering harming herself and her children. I mean, what? Her biological father quote, couldn't help search, mm-hmm. claimed he was too drunk to drive over to the search area. Are you... <laughs> Allegedly had a history of domestic violence and was in a dispute with Laurie at the time of the murder. Okay. Dylan, the, the brother, brother, eight years old, violent tendencies. His favorite movie, even at eight, was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, no. Suspended. Oh, no, Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Suspended four times in kindergarten for violence against his classmates and also accused of stabbing a cat. I am terrified of Freddy Krueger. Yes. And you know that. Yes. And Which, so you I wanted put to give you in yes. on purpose. I did to mess with me. I, well, not to mess with you, but you I knew it would get the message liar. across. <laughs> I knew that it would get the message across as to kind of how, why this kid may have yeah been looked into. He okay, was, but he was given a voice stress analysis and he passed it. Oh well. So I know. mean, okay. And also, where would all the blood be? Maybe that's why it took six hours because the mom helped him clean everything up. Yep. But then, unless she's also 
just a fucking maniac. Yep. She would have to be distraught because not only did one child, like one child's obviously a nut, nutter, like yep. like killer, and the other one is dead. Yep. So and she's just like, oh, yep, at my daughter. So right. either I don't, I I don't, I don't yep. buy that one because I feel like she's not a Oscar winning actress. Like no. I feel like there would be a tell. Yeah. You want another suspect? Mm. One of Laurie's ex boyfriends. He had violent tendencies. He even kidnapped Devin for three days. He wasn't charged. They didn't press charges. They didn't press charges. He was mandated to stay away from them both. So he was under kind of a restraining order at the time. He kidnapped the girl who's... Yeah, who's now dead. Now dead. Yeah. For three, for three days. days. And did what with her? And did what? Theor- and took her where? Theoretically. And did what? Theoretically just kind of took care of her and it was just a ploy Fuck to get to Laurie. Off. But no you know. way. That is not true. Nobody steals a kid for three goddamn days yeah. and literally just I took her to Disneyland. I made yeah. I made her blueberry pancakes. Uh we went on a shopping spree. <laughs> like, no, no, sir. No. I mean I'd I'd be up for any of those things. I like blueberry pancakes. Okay. But um if you showed up at my door with a fucking random three-year-old, yeah, I'm calling the cops. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also a sex offender in the area where search dogs looking for uh, Devin hit on her scent at the house next door to the sex offender. Okay. He passed a lie detector, so they let him go. A lie detector, and that's it? Yep. No, no forensic testing? Nope. Oh my god, my head is going to explode. The lawsuit was settled between Anthony and the police and the city of New Philadelphia for $1.5 million. Additionally... I mean, I guess back then that was pretty well, it's decent. 2000. Um, additionally, Anthony's lawyers demanded a formal apology as part of the settlement, which yeah. which yeah, they got. On the, I would have been like, I'll, I'll see you on the court steps. Yep. And we're holding a press conference. And you are going to kneel down in front of me and beg for my, beg me for my forgiveness. Yes. Uh, So they did. They, part of the settlement was that they did have to apologize. Another three years later, the lawsuit. I bet they fucking hated that more than having to pay the money. Absolutely they did. (laughs) Um, They kind of worded the, the letter as if. No. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like one of those things like, yeah. I'm sorry that you feel that way right. <laughs> kind yeah, of apology, basically. which is not an apology. Right, exactly. Another three years later, the lawsuit against Spees and the county was settled for an additional $2.2 million. No apology was included in this mm. settlement. Okay. But that's $3.7 million total right. if you're keeping track. The killer of Devin Dunover has still not been caught. It might be any of the people we talked about. Why isn't anybody doing DNA testing even now? Well, it might be any of the people we talked about, but members of the original search team have another possible suspect. Okay. The, quote, creepy guy. This is just the search team, like the 400 community people? that Okay. Yes. He was noticed by several members of, of this team that was out searching because he was in a fully buttoned front top to, to bottom full sleeves down uh gray flannel on a 90 degree summer day the trunk of his car was open near the woods and multiple searchers saw him and just got a creepy vibe mm-hmm. off of him what mm-hmm. he was doing there one of the witnesses says that within 10 to 15 minutes of her seeing the man in the area the body was found by the emt 
Okay, so he br- he brought it over there and dumped it. Yes. Cool. None of those witnesses, or any of the original responding officers, including the one who answered Laurie's 911 call, were contacted during an investigation done by a special prosecutor who was asked for by Spees because she was being sued but did not want to let the case against Anthony drop. What is this? This lady's just a racist bitch. Yeah. The special prosecutor claims to have conducted a comprehensive and thorough investigation, but doesn't seem likely if witnesses who testified at the first trial, like the searchers did, weren't re-interviewed. His final conclusion was that there wasn't enough inculpatory evidence to prosecute anyone. How about this? How about get the girl's body exhumed, hopefully they didn't cremate her, take whatever clothes and whatever she had on that you hopefully saved in evidence, test it against all the people you just named as potential persons of interest, and if it's none of them, nor Anthony... Of course not, Anthony. Maybe... Right? Let's try to figure out who this guy was. No? I mean, am I just plucking crazy ideas out of the sky? Like, what's going on right now? No, I do want to repeat that last uh, sentence. His final conclusion, the special prosecutor's final conclusion, was that there wasn't enough inculpatory evidence to prosecute anyone. No. So it's not that they were wrong about Anthony. Because they had a confession from him and nothing else. Because there is nothing else. So the confession was no, all they had. No, there is... There obviously is... Oh my god. I, I am gonna... Yeah. I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, they're shifting blame How again. dare you? Yeah. What do you mean there's nothing else? You didn't test... Anything. One yeah. piece yeah. of evidence at yeah. all. Now, you looked around, you saw a little black kid in the neighborhood, you, you snatched him out. Yep, the only one, too. And that's it. Yeah. You pinned it on this kid. Somehow, Anthony has grown up to be exceptionally well-adjusted, really kind. He's still that same kind oh, person that they described. God. All right. He's currently in the fight to continue to search for Devin's real killer. Yes, Anthony. He's still involved. No one has been held accountable for the murder of this five-year-old, and that was the story of Devin Dunover. That, that's that's unreal. Yeah. Good for you know what? Good for him because he had to go through that ridiculous struggle and is still such a great person. I don't know that I would be. Yeah, he. I don't served, know that I would be. I think he was in the navy. I forget which branch, but he served in the military. Now he's a union, like, iron worker or yeah. something. He's just, he's got his life I together. Mean, he's a father, a husband. Jeez. He's, yeah, he's... Uh, Good for him, He man. somehow made it through. Good for him. Because I, I don't know. I'll got to tell you. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, the system is designed to That happened to, to me. I really it. don't know. I'd yeah. probably... I'd yeah. probably be a criminal, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So, it's a harrowing story another reminder to everybody no comment uh it's very important to keep in mind no comment no comment i plead the fifth i plead the fifth yep it's there for a reason while it's still there advice of my counsel i would like to respectfully decline (laughs) respectfully decline to answer and i will delicately say no comment yes we can be your counsel (laughs) <laughs> yeah we are the ones you saying, guys need any <laughs> guys need any faux legal advice yeah. call us <laughs> joey we, and mike 
not we a journey not taken, at Yeah, we've not taken any version of the bar or even a test no. in a law class. <laughs> I haven't even taken like a one a of those quiz. quiz in like Cosmopolitan. Like, what would your dream, <laughs> <laughs> your dream job be? What would your dream career be? And they're just like asking you. Podcast host. Little, yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> yeah. But no, I didn't even take a quiz like maybe to be a lawyer. And if I got, you know, yeah. seven answers of B. Maybe then I should have gone known. into legal, yeah. uh, the legal practice. I mean, I used to work for a lawyer, but actually, you know, it's funny. I did want to be a lawyer when I was a teenager. I really wanted to be a prosecutor. <laughs> I uh, mean, big surprise. So you could be like Amanda Spees and just start putting the screws to people. I, <laughs> no, no. I, I don't think you, that I would. Uh, you have a much deeper sense of actual justice. Yeah, I wouldn't justice. like gun for people <laughs> yeah. unless I knew that they were actually yeah, guilty. But... You have an actual sense of justice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I like justice. Yeah. Makes me real happy. <laughs> yeah. And injustice makes oh, us sad. So sad. Such and as full what happened to Anthony. White hot rage. Yes. <laughs> that I, <laughs> as I get older. See, what was, in when I was younger, I was not very good at controlling my anger. Mm-hmm. And then I did some soul searching. It took myself about 10 years in my 30s, late 20s to late 30s, I'd say. Did a lot of work on myself as far as anger. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like let that go. But I feel like now that I'm creeping <laughs> up into my 40s, like it's coming back. The it's dam is back. starting to break. The oh, levees, yeah. The levees are I, I can, under, I can, I can feel the dams that are like creeping. <laughs> like the, the water is just pressing against them so hard and they're just going to burst open at any moment. Hmm. I wonder what's changed. <laughs> uh, everything, oh, perhaps? Oh, everything in the world. Yeah. I don't know. Well, before it all makes us all explode into white hot rage monsters, yeah. follow us on the socials. Oh, yeah. Hey, do that. At MAF Podcast Show mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter, if you're still into that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably going to jump off Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. Well... Now they said that they don't know if this deal's going to... Yeah. I think it's just a bunch of it's, yeah. bull crap anyway. Trying to make themselves relevant again. Yeah, no yeah. one cares. No, whatever. No gives a shit. <laughs> Until that's all figured out, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Murder Monks Friends Show, on there. Email us. Show at gmail.com. Joanne loves getting the emails. I love the emails. In fact, even Joan, our producer, she loves to read the fan mail. Yeah, and, um, she keeps telling me it's never any for me. Hashtag Team Team Joni. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like <laughs> I saw this. Uh, a lot of restaurants are putting tip jars up, uh-huh. and one says John it has a picture of Johnny Depp, and the other one is a picture of like Amber Heard, and hers has like nothing in it. <laughs> His is like full of cash. So if we did like a Team Mike and a Team Joni, I'll get even less. I don't know what you'd get in there. No, a couple of business cards. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the this isn't the Are fish like bowl for the gum free wrappers lunch. Yeah. Shit. Canadian pennies. The Canadian penny. Oh boy, Mike. Well. Yeah, I'm not popular. Well, but buddy. I like you. That's all I need <laughs> to keep this crazy thing going. Yes, sir. Well, Mike. Yeah, thank you for riling me up. But hey, happy ending for Anthony at least. Yes. And hopefully we get some. Hopefully we get Some closure news. for Devin. Yeah, little Devin. Who knows if it's going to be closure for the family? Because they haven't been investigated, so how can you rule them out? Yeah, but, true, yeah. Um, at yeah. least get some closure for her. But until next time, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye, and don't do crimes because it's bad and we don't like it. Goodbye.